welcome to another edition of the Viato Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with Viato, and today I'm joined by Viato's founder, Dale Pollack. Dale, good morning. Good morning, Lance. Thanks for joining us today, Dale. And listeners, I wanted to bring Dale to this podcast episode for a couple reasons. The first of which is we just finished NADA two weeks ago, and at NADA, we noticed after assessing dealer inventories that many of them are carrying more used vehicles than they sell. And since NADA, Dale and I have talked a little bit about why that's a problem for dealers and how, as we are on the cusp of the spring tax and selling season, it could be an even bigger problem for dealers. So, Dale, for the sake of our listeners, what was it that you noticed at NADA as far as the relationship between the dealer inventory size and the number of cars they're selling every month? Right. So we had 800 pre-appointments for NADA where dealers said, yes, please go ahead and analyze my inventory. Mm -hmm. And what we found, Lance, wasn't a surprise, but it was very disturbing And that is that the average dealer had 50% more vehicles in inventory than they were selling in a 30-day period. So it was a 1.5 ratio to 1, and that is a very troubling condition. To put that into perspective, if I'm the dealer and I'm selling 60 cars, if I'm that average dealer, I'm stocking 90. Is that right? Correct. And in fact, as I said, that's an average. There's actually a fair amount of dealers that have two or three times the amount of inventory in stock than they're selling in a 30-day period. Okay. Now, Dale, one of the things I hear from dealers is this idea that you have to stock the cars if you expect to sell the cars, which may in fact be why dealers are carrying that 1.5 to 1 ratio. What do you make of that statement or traditional belief now? Well, that's right. It's always been the thinking of dealers that we have to stock cars to sell cars. If you want to sell 100, you have to stock 200. If you want to sell 50, you have to stock 100. Stock cars to sell cars. And what we know today, mathematically, objectively, is that that's actually wrong. That strategy is actually designed for a dealer to lose money, not to make money. And that's a condition that we wrote about in the book, Gross Deception, mm-hmm. a tale of shifting markets, shrinking margins, and the new truth of used car profitability. The math, the basic math of making money in the used car business has fundamentally changed, and it changed in the spring of 2016, the watershed moment in the history of the business, and yet virtually no dealer recognized that that change occurred, and it has profound implications today to their net profit or lack of net profit. So, Dale, for dealers who maybe haven't read Gross Deception, walk us through what exactly happened? What is this math that you're referring to? It's what we refer to as the new math of the used car business. And it used to be the case that a dealer's vehicle, as it moves through various different age stages of inventory, would not reach a cost to market of 90% until about 60 days. Mm -hmm. Meaning that it took about 60 days for a dealer's cost, which he initially invested in the vehicle, to compress within 10% of the average retail asking price of that vehicle in the market. used to take about 60 days. And for some reason that at the time we could not understand, today we have some insight, but at the time we didn't understand what happened in the spring of 2016 
that compression, that cost-to-market appreciation, the rate at which it hit 90%, suddenly jumped from 90 days, excuse me, from 60 days to 45 days, and today it occurs somewhere between 15 and 30 days. Wow. What does that mean then if I am that average dealer, I've got 90 cars on the lot, I'm selling 60, what is that new math going to mean for me? Well, what it means is that the 30 you didn't sell yeah. will eventually transact. I should say the 30 that you didn't sell in the first 30 days will eventually transact. And the average one of those vehicles will actually transact. And even though they might show some front-end gross profit, once you apply a sales commission and you allocate departmental expenses, by the time that transaction hits the bottom line of the department, it's actually a net loss. And this is something that dealers don't see. And that's the first example of many that we write about in the book that we now refer to as gross deception. It looked like when you sold the vehicle based on the front end gross, you made a positive contribution to the department. But in reality, what you didn't see is you just committed corporate capital to a loss. What's the prescription for that? I guess, is it getting back to that ratio we talked about where it really should be just a one-to-one ratio? Correct. In the book, Gross Deception, I write about two prescriptions for better financial outcomes in the used car department. And the first of these two prescriptions recognize the problem that we've just been talking about is that a dealer needs to do what I call balance the equation. In other words, they need to track their rolling 30-day sales total and every day compare that total to the number of units that they have in stock. And if they have more units in stock than they're selling in a rolling 30-day period, their equation is out of balance, and that means that they are stocking vehicles that will ultimately transact and more likely than not be net losers and actually zero out, wipe out legitimate profits that they do make. What about the dealer, Dale, who might think, well, okay, Dale, that sort of makes sense to me, but I believe that I need selection, that I need to have a variety of cars so the consumer will take interest in me and the cars I have. That thinking probably was correct at one time. Before the internet, when shoppers just showed up on a dealer's lot to see what they had, it would be very helpful to have a variety of selections of each make and model so that there would be different equipment combinations, different color choices. But today, the way that used car shopping works is that people rarely, seldom show up on a dealer's lot just to see what they have to offer. In most every case today, a shopper finds a particular vehicle online that they're interested in, and they show up at a dealership to see that vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it is not useful and not certainly the math doesn't support the practice of having six different varieties of that car for the customer to choose from, nor is it necessary. So I guess the onus then is on the dealer to have a better sense of what specifically customers in their market might want to purchase. And what do you recommend there, Dale, for dealers to get a bead on that? Well, today, you know, we live in the era of data and technology, and there are plenty of tools out there today that read the market and see what shoppers are looking for. And to the extent that a dealer is capable and willing to use those tools and technology to make choices of what they purchase, they absolutely can stock their lot today with vehicles that have a high probability of matching what online shoppers are looking for. 
what if my buyer's, you know, not the sharpest dude and, and brings me back something that customers definitely aren't looking for? What, what do I do then? Well, you know, first of all, recognize that it's not a car that is likely going to be searched for by shoppers today. See it for what it is and then immediately price it accordingly. You know, there's really no such thing as a bad car. There's only a bad price for a car. But you have to begin by recognizing what is a bad car. Mm-hmm. Good point. I, I want to jump back on the one-to-one ratio deal that we talked about a minute ago. And if I think that through, what really strikes me is kind of a call for greater efficiency, you know, where you're running lean, if you will, between your stock and sales ratio. And it perhaps might put some pressure on how I'm buying cars today. And I guess I'm curious, as you've seen dealers adopt this idea of the one-to-one ratio and running more efficiently, how do they become more efficient when it comes to their acquisitions? Well, you see, as soon as you say to a dealer or a used car operator that they can no longer stock more cars than they sell in a 30-day period, they naturally become very concerned. Because historically, the way that they've known to grow their business is to stock more cars than they sell. And this thinking is particularly prevalent this time of the year in the springtime when the weather warms and tax refunds are arriving. You know, stock up. Let's prime the pump. Let's get ready. Let's set the table for success by stocking more inventory. And as soon as we say no, the math no longer supports that practice. No longer do we stock cars to sell cars. Once you understand the new math, you understand that you have to sell cars to earn the right to stock cars. Managers and operators become understandably anxious because, again, the fastest and easiest way they know to grow sales is to stock ahead of their sales. So once a dealer understands how they no longer can afford to make money in the used car business by stocking ahead of their sales, we can have conversations about how you grow your business without stocking ahead of sales. We can talk about making sure that the pricing is more optimal. We can make sure that the mix of your vehicles is more optimal. We can make sure that your reconditioning process is more efficient. We can make sure that your marketing and advertising investment dollars are better spent. We can talk about improving the in-store customer experience. If we improve in all of these areas, they will all help you grow your business. But admittedly, admittedly, none of them are as fast or as easy as just throwing more cars out there. But unfortunately, as I said, the math no longer supports that. And the interesting thing is, Lance, that once you take away from an operator the luxury of having excess inventory, you know what it does. It exposes all of the operational efficiencies that exist in every organization. You know, you don't have to be as good as you need to be in pricing cars or stocking cars or reconditioning cars if you have the luxury of excess. Excess inventory masks a lot of evils. And as soon as you remove that mask of excess inventory, these operational inefficiencies become very obvious. And the first step to solving a problem is recognizing a problem. So removing the excess inventory turns out to be very beneficial to dealers' bottom line in a number of ways. At first, eliminates the number of vehicles you're going to transact every month that actually create net losses. 
and it is also going to orient the dealer to areas of their operation that are currently in need of efficiency improvement. It makes me think, too, if I put the hat of a used vehicle manager on my head, that if I now am carrying 60 cars and I'm selling 60 cars and I'm not carrying 90, it would seem like I'd have a little more time to focus my attention on those 60 cars. Clearly. Clearly. That's an interesting point. Dealers have to worry about reconditioning and cleaning and straightening and advertising and marketing vehicles that are going to sell and likely make net losses. So if you think about the application of resource to transactions that lose money, it just makes the whole thing more ridiculous. So yeah, cutting out the excess inventory does allow for better focus on the vehicles that do matter. And another point that occurred to me, Dale, while you were sharing that is thinking back to what you mentioned about, you know, earning the right to stock cars by selling cars. I guess I'm wondering, let's say I have a really good day at the dealership and I started the day with my inventory in balance with my sales. And for whatever reason, maybe it's a a great Wednesday or something, I now have five trade-ins that I took in, which puts me out of balance. How do I rectify that in the rubric here of this one-to-one ratio? We never, ever want to slow down trade-ins because that obviously is fueling our new vehicle sales. But if your equation is out of balance, meaning that you have more in stock than you're selling in a rolling 30-day period, you simply don't buy any more cars. You don't buy any more cars. You'll take trade-ins, as you said. You never want to slow that down, but you don't buy any more cars. So if I'm sitting here at the end of February, beginning of March, thinking about this spring selling season, getting ready to load up some trucks with cars from the auction, I guess you would tell me, don't do it. I guarantee you that if a dealer stocks more cars than they sell in a 30-day period, once they understand the new math, the math that says that a vehicle that you purchase right runs out of net profit contribution after 30 days, Once you understand the new math, if a dealer is willing to stock more cars than they sell in a 30-day period, at that point, they are consciously making the decision to go to work to sell cars to lose money. It absolutely makes no sense. But the frightening fact is that although the math is the math, and you can't change the math, you can't deny the math, the most frightening fact is that most dealers do not understand that the math has changed. They don't understand the new math. The new math says that the average vehicle, if it's purchased right, runs out of net profit contribution around 30 days. And Lance, if I were a dealer or used car operator, I guarantee you there would not be a single day that I'd go to work that I wouldn't know my rolling 30-day used car sales and compare it to my current inventory. wouldn't be a day that would go by that I would not be conscious of that fact. To your point, Dale, and this need for dealers to maybe get a deeper understanding of what we're talking about here in terms of the new math and balancing inventory and rolling 30-day totals of sales, what are a couple resources where dealers might actually gain some deeper insights about this? The first recommendation would be to read Gross Deception. I write about this in detail. I share stories of actual dealer experiences who have run with their inventories being balanced, some of which with balanced inventories actually sold fewer numbers of used vehicles and made considerably more net profit. In other instances, dealers have run with a balanced equation and actually close to double their used car volume. So nobody should believe 
that just because you operate with a balanced equation it necessarily means you're going to sell fewer cars or make less money. If it's done properly, it can mean just the contrary. But to your question, I think the resources would begin with reading gross deception. And I also think that dealers should look into their inventory management tool for themselves and look at the age bucket, even after you back out the pack. Look at the age bucket where their inventory hits or exceeds 90% cost of market. It's going to be somewhere around 30 days. And that's just the reality. And, and you can't change the math. It is what it is. The only thing that you can do is adjust your practices to meet the realities of that circumstance. That's a nice closing point for our podcast episode, Dale. A little take-home assignment for the dealers and used vehicle managers who are listening. Examine your inventory and find out that threshold at which your inventory tends to hit that 90% cost-to-market ratio. Dale, thanks for taking time to join us on the podcast. As always, we appreciate it. You're welcome, Lance. Good to be with you. And folks, thank you for participating and listening in to this episode of the V-Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson. Until next time, stay well.